0: This is Recorded Future, Inside Threat Intelligence for Cybersecurity.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for episode 26 of the Recorded Future podcast. I'm Dave Bittner from The Cyberwire. When someone mentions New York City, there are many different images that may come to mind the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, Times Square, or maybe Wall Street or Central Park, and of course, 9 11. For me, growing up when I did, and being a huge David Letterman fan, when you say New York, I can't help but hear this phrase in my head. From New York, the greatest city in the world. I'm sure there are mayors around the world who would argue with that label, but there's no argument that New York is one of the largest, most important cities in the world, with over eight and a half million people living there. Jeff Brown is the Chief Information Security Officer for New York City, and he's our special guest today. He heads up New York City Cyber Command, a new cybersecurity organization for the city of New York that works across more than 100 agencies and offices to prevent, detect, respond, and recover from cyber threats. Stay with us.
0: About 18 months ago, I joined the New York City mission. Before that, I came from financial services, very much dedicated in threat management, in one organization building the threat intelligence tower, in another organization building the total threat management discipline, inclusive of intelligence, response, countermeasures. Uh, But to go further back, um, I began my career uh, very much thinking about international security problems and, you know, what can you really do about that? So I've been involved in this space, whether from a think tank perspective, from a you know, government perspective, and a private sector perspective.
1: Let's start off by just going through this executive order. What, what prompted the, uh, the creation and the execution of this uh, executive order from the mayor?
0: The executive order signed in July is really, I think, a natural evolution in how New York City is thinking very carefully about cyber as a domain and in very much recognizing that to execute appropriately on that mission, we have to sort of create a center of gravity around all the things that we need to do. How do we get there? Well, as, as I mentioned, I started about 18 months ago. When I began, I think the citywide CIO, along with City Hall, had decided to take a very careful approach uh, towards cybersecurity. They had decided to, in city government, they had decided to Take the function and move it into a direct report to the citywide CIO. You see that, that happens in a lot of different enterprises where the, you know, as security becomes uh, top of mind to the executives, they start to elevate that position in the officer and, uh, who, who's accountable for it. So when I joined, uh, I came in reporting to Citywide CIO, and she is the head of the Department of Information Technology and Telecommunications, which here in New York City we refer to as do it. That was the first step. And what we needed to do is build on what was already a strong IT security foundation, but to take a perspective where we started to very much approach all of the things that City Hall cares about and all of the things that the residents, the visitors, the businesses here in New York City care about because they receive so many great services from the various technology deployments that, that we have. What did we do? Well, we began doing a number of assessments of different environments and starting to put together a picture of what we had. And that picture started to teach us that in order to take a new approach, in order to have a mission that um, really accounted for the total aggregate cyber risk, uh, the city had to organize in the same way that it organizes against its various other critical mission sets, whether that be, you know, how we deliver uh, water, whether that be how we manage finances, whether that be you know, our great police force and our great fire department, etc. So the city decided it really needed to create an entity that would have that sort of central center of gravity, just like it does in so many other other disciplines. So that was really the driving force. I think the most unique thing about it from an organizational perspective is it creates New York City Cyber Command reporting directly into the first deputy mayor. And the first deputy mayor you can think of as in the private sector, you can think of him as a, an, an individual whose roles and responsibilities encompass like CAO, COO and beyond. To a certain extent, this new entity, New York City Cyber Command, reporting directly into City Hall, but working in collaboration with Department of Information, Technology and Telecommunications, that being do it, and the citywide CIO in her capacity as the overseer of you know the technology strategy for the city.
1: So what specifically does the executive order empower you to do?
0: So the executive order signed by Mayor de Blasio in July, really at a very high level, and you can think of this as the elevator pitch. It gives New York City Cyber Command the ability to defend the city. And what what do we really think about, about when we think about the city? Well, all those services and capabilities that are provided to the residents, the visitors, the businesses – that are enabled through technology. So we have to defend that as a cyber organization. What else do we do? We need to guide the various agencies, keeping in mind there's over a hundred different agencies with different services. We need to guide them as they evaluate you know, their own cyber risk. And in the end, what do we have to do? We have to advise City Hall on the aggregate of all of that activity. Because, you know, in the end, it's you know, City Hall is the government of New York City and they're incredibly invested by public trust in the success of cyber as a mission, just like they are in so many other things that you know, New Yorkers expect out of their government. If you start to read through the executive order, and I invite the audience to look it up, again, it's executive order number 28, signed by Mayor de Blasio in July. We're responsible for directing citywide cyber defense and incident response and mitigating cyber threats. You can think of that very much as a threat management discipline. How do you do that? Well, you need to be able to have technology uh, that goes out there, gives you visibility, gives you technical controls uh, over the various systems that could be impacted in a, in a cyber event. What else do we do? Well, uh, the corresponding function is very much governance in nature. We have to set and ensure compliance with information security policies and standards. That is really the traditional governance risk and compliance mission. Uh, we have to make sure that all of New York City, all the, that those government activities have an umbrella of you know, cyber policy. And then each of those agencies, well, they may be able to, because, say, for instance, they're performing uh, a critical service with a certain prescribed data set, perhaps they have the optionality to turn the dial up, so to speak, uh, when it comes to how they they want the policies to apply within their, their individual environments. I would also say within that ensuring compliance and policies and standards, there's a very important education awareness mission. So yeah, many practitioners think about you know, the, the fact that there's always humans behind the keyboards or sometimes click on things. And, of course, education awareness programs are important uh, in the overall mission. What else do we do? We provide guidance on you know, the aggregate cyber risk to City Hall. And, and that, to a certain extent, I think is very important because what, this, what the executive order does is it gives New York City Cyber Command a voice to the highest executives in the city. That also means that that capability from you know that, that centralized organization can in times of great exigency make sure that the, the needs of the cyber mission you know are, are, are brought to 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 the appropriate executives who can really you know help the mission you know, do something to buy down that threat. What else do we do? We, ma- we can mandate the deployment of technical and administrative controls. So of course, you know, cyber is a machine to machine domain. And in order to be successful in that domain, you have to make sure the defenses have some uniformity. Uh, uniformity in deployment, uniformity in strategy, uniformity in operations. Um, and how can we make sure that uh, there is sort of a centralized strategy. Well, sometimes it, it does all kind of go to how the, the dollars are being spent. So Cyber Command can review cyber related spending. Uh, I think that's an important piece of the mission. We need to make sure that, of course, being you know owners of public trust, we have to make sure that uh, the tax dollars are being spent in the best way for the city, for the total. So we have that capability to review those, those spending requests. And finally, you know, we, we need to collaborate with our partners. So as cyber practitioners, we always think about information sharing and the various information sharing regimes. So Cyber Command can represent New York City with whether it be state, federal, NGO, private sector, all kinds of you know that whole great ecosystem that cr- contributes to community defense there's one last thing that i think is incredibly important is there is a call out within the executive order that directs new york city cyber command to be incredibly mindful around you know the, the unique importance of a critical services environments such as you know critical infrastructure uh, public safety and health so when it comes down to it of course there's sometimes not a one-size-fits-all approach to these things So we need to make sure that we're being very mindful and giving a nod also to how other regimes are prioritizing those critical services that are expected by the residents, visitors and businesses. At a very high level, I think the EO gives cyber the highest level of executive sponsorship and attention.
1: With a a city as large as New York is, I mean, you've got eight and a half million people in your city, and and this city has a a rich history, you know, going back hundreds of years. How do you establish a baseline um, to figure out what exactly you have to defend?
0: There's a number of different ways of doing that. First and foremost, I think what we need to do is understand the missions of the various agencies, uh, when it comes down to it, there are services via technology that are provided from city government that we have to, we have to understand. Uh, then from there, you, know, you use various technical systems to be able to see the environment, uh, to start to aggregate what the vulnerabilities within that landscape are, and then start to build the strategy out as to whether you need to do ta- something tactical or something strategic to close those vulnerabilities, react to threats that are ongoing within the landscape and, you know, put together programmatic approaches to, to change the defenses that you need to, uh, to meet what's coming around the corner.
1: You mentioned uh, at the outset that you had come from the financial side of things. Um, Obviously, you know, New York has Wall Street there. And that's, I I would imagine, to a lot of people around the world, that's a big bullseye in terms of, um, you know, something that they may want to hit. It's that old joke about why do you rob banks? Well, that's where the money is. Um, How does having uh, something with the global importance of Wall Street uh, affect your approach to your overall strategies?
0: When we see any of the critical... Environments that New York City is known for. You know, certainly Wall Street is one of them. Uh, there's other sort of things that the city is known for, whether that be in media, in arts, all kinds of different things. But when you think about that environment, I think of it in the same way that I might think about some of the utilities that aren't necessarily directly under city government control, but are seen as critical to the success of our city. So I think of Wall Street, the financial services, and other capabilities that pe- draw people to New York City, as like an ecosystem of partnerships and partnerships that, thankfully, through the executive order, we can reach towards uh, from this unified entity and create information sharing, understand what you know are their priorities or the threats that they're seeing, and, and enrich the citywide defenses via that conversation.
1: Yeah, take us through that. What what sort of collaborative processes do you have between the city and uh, folks in the private sector?
0: Uh, they're pretty robust. Uh, and it's not just because of cyber. It's because if you think about it, there's so many, you know, you mentioned hundreds of years of history here in New York City. There's so many other domains that have had to respond to know significant events and all of us you know can name them as being top of mind but you know we have an organization we have the uh, emergency management we have our police department we have our fire department you know we have uh, you know our health services we have a number of different ways where we have relationships with the private sector that are very productive and one of the things that cyber needs to do is leverage those already standing tried and true trust relationships and apply them against our domain.
1: When you come into work every day, what's the process by which you set your own priorities?
0: To a certain extent, I think there is, you know, as the person accountable for the success of the program, what I'm trying to keep my eyes on is the go forward strategy that allows us to build towards the future, recognizing the great foundation we're building upon. So to take you through that, what what I become really mindful of is within New York City, and a lot of cities are like this. There is the, historically, you know, the technology core, and if you're in an enterprise environment, you can think of that as the things that a CIO or a CTO traditionally is the custodian of. And here in New York City, we have a great department of information technology and telecommunications, held by like a terrific leader, Commissioner Rose, and that, to a certain extent, is the foundation of the security paradigm here in the city. But what do I oftentimes think about? I think about how the city needs to execute against a strategy that is going to take the success of the past and apply it into what is becoming incredibly interwoven, interconnected, in some senses, uh, greatly increasing technology landscape in the future. So how do we take the past but then apply where technology is going in new ways. How do we like leverage you know, newer types of technology to make sure that we're preparing for a city that has to be interconnected? You know, the term is smart city. You know, there'll be deployments of various technologies, whether through government services or whether through you know manufacturers and private businesses, and even just you know, the, the, the resident themselves. We have to provide for a platform for those services to continue to be safe and continue to be, you know, appropriately good custodians of privacy. I oftentimes think about that. Like, are we building towards where the city is going? Um, Because that's what we need to do, because that's done such a great job with getting to where it is.
1: Yeah, I I think it's an interesting point, this notion of, of being reactive versus being proactive. How do you balance those two needs?
0: When I think about proactive, I can think about making sure that we're leveraging the technologies that we have and being perhaps different in how we're thinking about it. There's a lot of perhaps shift in how we're applying threat intelligence in our environment. One of the shifts that we're really thinking about here is making sure that we are challenging the paradigm of normal operations and normal operations, meaning you need to, in every step of the chain, assure that you're building your case to make a decision. And I think there are some new approaches that allow an incredible amount of automation, incredible amount of like machine logic to make that decision very quickly because that's going to sort of turn the clock back at the adversary. So we're very very cognizant of that. And I think that's, that's a different approach, in fact, I often say to the team, if we're not doing something the bad guys care about, then why are we doing it? And I've actually charged our threat management function with taking an approach that things are guilty until proven innocent from a machine perspective. So I'm not sure we have the time that we used to have within our industry to, you know, investigate, 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 check, 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 call a bunch of people. And then do something about it. In fact, I think technology nowadays, if you're if you're looking at things like you know anomalous behavior detection, stuff like that, gives you the capability to perhaps you know stem or triage the the wound very very quickly. And then, of course, you know, as many of us know, sometimes that process means that there there was something uh, a business process that you were unaware of that caused the activity, and then you have to you know re- release, so to speak. Uh, the machine. But in today's landscape, I think unless you're being more proactive than is traditional within enterprises, then you're not acting fast enough.
1: I'm curious, you know, from your point of view, in your position, um, I think it's common for people to think of cybersecurity as as being primarily a technical domain. But by necessity, you have to have a political component to how you do things as well. And um, I'm curious, you know, what sort of advice do you have for people, perhaps in in terms of not neglecting that the, the ability to be diplomatic is an important part of what we do?
0: Very much so. And in fact, I think in many ways, setting a tone of diplomacy is incredibly important, especially when you're dealing with it. Here we have different agencies. Right. But in other environments, you have different business units with with high degree of priority and, and a high degree of driver to, for their activities. And the best way, I think, is you know going back to that sort of uh, technical mantra, which is not necessarily saying no. But saying, let's work at this, there is risk inherent in what we're attempting to achieve. And if we think more carefully in some ways, if we take into account some of the things that are relevant from a cyber perspective, then we will not only achieve that goal, that business goal, but we will also do so in a way where we're being mindful of the security and the privacy needs. I think that is, to your point, like the diplomatic approach. And I see that as being very successful in this environment. Because the other approach, unfortunately, fractures relationships. And in technology, sometimes if a relationship is fractured, it means people will go their own way without the guidance that's important from a cyber perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, describe to us sort of how do you get people on board? What is your uh, approach to, um, you know, getting people to support the things that you do? Because I I can imagine there might be resistance from people who say, hey, you know, we're doing our job. We're doing it this way. This is the way we've always done it. And, um, you know, please go away and leave us alone.
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully I don't encounter too many of those conversations. Of right. course, when you have over a hundred different agencies with different objectives, we, we just have to be mindful that the residents expect public safety and security to be top of mind. So that is something that you know we carry with us in many of the conversations. And I would say, to a certain extent, you know we are having terrific conversations with our partners it, it, here in the city, and that's likely because we're taking a very logical approach. So. At times, it takes perhaps a while and a couple of meetings to be able to sort of convince others by the power of your logic. But I would much rather do that than to convince individuals or organizations via sort of the pounding of my fists. So it's that old thing, power Mm -hmm. of logic over pounding of fists.
1: You spoke about the importance of physical safety again. The scale of New York City, and also the history of New York City. You know, we see we see documentaries about the layers and layers of telecommunications systems and so forth that run underneath of that city. Um, can you uh, sort of take us through the integration of the physical security and cybersecurity?
0: Sure. So I think because of what we're seeing globally in the general ther- threat landscape, we cannot ignore that via cyber there can be like highly sort of physical like real life impact right and that's recognized so the best way f- that we're approaching that is not only by making sure we're being good custodians of our responsibility to defend the machines but by building the relationships with the great new york organizations agencies that have you know prosecuted the physical sort of mission for many many years in, in great ways we have you know world class uh, police and law enforcement entities, world-class fire and emergency services. So to a certain extent, that is very much the relationships that we're building. And I would also add to that maybe something that's not directly related to the question, but is really important to note. Like, we are a city that is being incredibly embraceive of our interconnected future. So we have a, a great desire to be the type of place where companies who want to innovate and how they're connecting to the physicality of our city from a technology perspective. Companies can grow here. You know, manufacturers who are doing great things in the IoT space, you know, need a place to apply those technologies. And New York City wants to be that place. Uh, we want to make sure that those capabilities are being fielded by the residents that expect them. But we do need to be incredibly like careful in the sense that. Of course, that interconnected future comes with a need for security and privacy. And so we're, we're very active in, that, in those conversations, you know, hip to hip with the individuals and executives in the city who are, who are working on that strategy. And that's very encouraging because w- without having security be top of mind and how those technologies and devices interact physically with the city landscape, then we're certainly missing the opportunity to do the best thing for our city.
1: So this is the Recorded Future podcast, and uh, so we we talk about threat intelligence. Can you just take us through what is the role of threat intelligence in your day-to-day operations?
0: Sure. And I think to a certain extent, the role of threat intelligence in our day-to-day operations is for all of us changing. Here in New York City, there's a number of different ways we're thinking about it. Of course, there is the uh, requirements-driven process, the try-and-true process of any intelligence practitioner. So what are those things that we need to do to provide decision support to the deciders? Uh, You know, I've heard it said, and I'm not the one that came up with this, but I certainly believe that, you know, intelligence is the art of uh, mitigating the impact of surprise, right? So how do we keep uh, an awareness of what's going on so that we can prepare for that eventuality of in some way, shape, or form being surprised? So at a high level, we think about that. More tactically, you know, consuming more technical intelligence at machine to machine speed is you know the right way to go. And then being able to develop you know decision support materials that allow different agencies and different executives and certainly City Hall to understand the risk presented by cyber as a domain the things that are happening internationally that may in fact prioritize some of our initiatives you know that is the other thing that we're doing with threat intelligence and of course via the support of some great you know third-party partners we have a very active ecosystem as all of us listening to this podcast know we've got great partners in the threat intelligence space um and so we're, we're actively actively uh leveraging those insights and the great thing about new york city i would say And the great thing about this mission is a lot of people recognize that it is one of the best missions in our space. If you think about it, you know, practitioners oftentimes don't get the opportunity to interact with different technology systems that are servicing all kinds of different things, right? Everything from a utility like our great Department of Environmental Protection that does delivery of our our water and Water, uh, wastewater filtration. So it's a water system, right? Uh, I mean, that's a great thing. But but our practitioners who join this mission get the opportunity to also work with, you know, Department of Finance. So the dollars and cents of the ecosystem of New York City, and then they get to work with, you know, a fire environment. They get to work with a police environment. They get to work with, you know, health data. They get to work with, you know, IoT and smart city workflows. Like, it's an incredibly diverse mission. And of course, underpinning that is the importance of doing these things in a way that helps secure what we think of us and what I think of us as the greatest city in the world.
1: For folks who are trying to stand up organizations similar to yours in smaller cities, um, and I guess here in the United States, they're all smaller cities than New York City. What's your advice to them? What do you think is the best way to approach something like this to to get your arms around an endeavor this uh, large?
0: So there's a lot of different frameworks, of course, within our community that can be used as reference points. And there's a lot of cities and municipalities doing great work in this space. But to give some thought process on on how we've approached that mission, I would say to a certain extent, of course, it is a technological mission. So understanding uh, what that landscape looks like to begin with is, is very important. But to a certain extent, also understanding what the intent of the executive who runs that enterprise, what, what, what is that executive's intent? Making sure that cyber is prioritized is, is another big piece of the puzzle. And I think that exists in private enterprise, just like it does in you know the, the pursuit of public goals. What I would say to them is here in New York City, like what we're thinking about is making sure that we can provide in a unified, centralized way those things you expect perhaps out of a mssp partner so how do you do threat management how do you do governance how do you have a guiding hand in risk management how do you have a guiding hand in engineering architecture those things are really important and i would also say building the right team is absolutely central to the success I would say no matter what city, no matter what state you come from, there's very few missions that are as exciting as taking sort of this, this civil servant mission. You can do this in many different capacities, and there's great teams out there. But to a certain extent, doing this with the public trust at least gets me out of bed. And so when you talk uh, in your recruiting efforts, when you talk to people to bring them into the mission, that, that oftentimes is, is a winner. And the one item that I think is exceptionally interesting too is we are New York City. So what New York City does in cyber, we are very aware, has a certain weight. And as we uh, consolidate this mission, as we really take a very considerate approach on what's happening nationally and internationally in this domain, there may be some perspectives that we take in the defense of our residents, in the defense of our businesses, in the defense of our visitors that I think will be very unique. But we are New York City and we take, you know, we take a lot of pride in that and we should take a lot of pride in that because we oftentimes lead the way and I expect out of the city to take the same approach in this domain. You know, that's a different thing. That's exciting.
1: Our thanks to Jeff Brown for joining us.